What's happening, everybody? It's your boy Onyx here at Going Full Nerd. I got a question. Do you like this podcast? If so, great. I'd like to share with you. It isn't cheap to produce a weekly podcast, so I could really use your help. Take the time to visit anchor.fm slash goingfullnerd slash support and become a supporter. You could choose the amount of your support, get an exclusive supporter shout out, and receive access to exclusive supporter giveaways. So thanks in advance, and let's keep that nerdy goodness going. Peace, y'all, and I'm out of here. a good life here we go what's happening everybody it's your boy onyx here going for nerd i'm just kind of playing around doing a couple of things but i'm glad to see each and every one of you coming back hey what's happening oh whoa let's say that out pretty quick but we got the lights going we got everything kicking what's happening everybody it's sunday 6 p.m i'm glad i'm happy i've got my adult beverage and we're ready to go as you see we're talking about the latest and greatest. Welcome back to the movie theaters, everybody. Yeah, I know there's still a pandemic, but, you know, movie theaters are slowly but surely reopening, which is great. You know, I mean, there's still a lot of protections. And, you know, your boy wears his mask pretty much everywhere he goes, even though he's vaccinated. You know, because, hey, where I'm truthful, somebody else may not be so you know I'm, I'm gonna do what i can to protect myself but hey we've been going to the grocery stores and doing all sorts of other stuff during the pandemic so hey we'll take baby steps watch the news make sure everything's good but you know hopefully we'll get back to reviewing a heck of a lot more movies because trying to watch everything on streaming services has been driving your boy crazy now just to touch a couple of administrative notes i kind of um Pretty much said last week we were going to try to do a live thing. We had two of our faithful viewers, you know, but we couldn't get things coordinated in time between life happening, technical issues and all that good stuff. But we're going to get it where we have those individuals on cam with me talking comics. We're going to do that. And yes, we are going to hit the shameless plug so let's get the shameless plug out the way and get on to the subject matter we came here for and that's the review of black widow what's up everybody it's shameless plug time so thanks for checking out the podcast going full nerd make sure you like share and subscribe everywhere possible so look for going full nerd on youtube facebook instagram goingfullnerd.com and my twitter handle onyxxx1969 you can also listen to the audio version on its home 
anchor.fm, but also on Pandora, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or wherever you consume your podcast listening pleasure. Hey, guys, let's get on with the show. And as always, we like to get on with the show. So, who, Black Widow? The Marvel Cinematic Universe is back for better or for worse. Now, here's the deal. Online, there have been mixed reviews about this film. And I'll have to say, some people are not going to like my take on this film. All right? I'm going to tell you. So, think about it. Finally, after a global pandemic... That kept this movie out the theaters for over a year. But then we've had three Captain America films. Three Iron Man films. Three Thor films. Four Avengers films. Throw in one Hulk film for good measure. And I'm not even going to bring up Black Panther, Ant-Man and the Wasp, Captain Marvel. I'm not, gonna, I'm not and Ant-Man itself. I'm not going to bring up Spider-Man. I'm not going to bring up all these other films. But we finally have only one original Marvel Cinematic Universe Avenger without their own motion picture. Hawkeye, you got screwed. <laughs> all right, so... We got Black Widow that hit theaters, finally, okay? It hit theaters, and it also hit Disney Plus streaming services. And for some of my uh, more frugal or uh, less uh, open-to-spend-money friends, alternative broadcast services. I paid money. I bought tickets. My wife and I went to the movie theater. That's cool. That that's awesome. I'm I'm just gonna say it. that we, I I'm so happy. But because since we're talking, um, Black Widow, let's get to the red room. You like how I did that? You like how I transitioned it? We are now in the red room, folks. We are in the red room. Let's go ahead and start this. Okay. So the synopsis of the film is as such: Natasha Romanoff, A.K.A. the Black Widow, she confronts the darker parts of her ledger. When a dangerous conspiracy with ties to her past arises, okay, she's pursued by a force that will stop at nothing to bring her down. Natasha must deal with her history as a spy and the broken relationships left in her wake long before she became an Avenger. Okay, so Scarlett Johansson reprises her role as Natasha, a.k.a. the Black Widow. We got Florence Pugh starring as Yelena. David Harbour from Stranger Things fame portraying Alexi, a.k.a. the Red Guardian. And Rachel Weisz as Melina. Okay, this feature film was directed by Kate Shortland, produced by Kevin Feige. The Black Widow is the first film, first film. I'm saying that again. There's a true designation. First film, okay, in phase four of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Now, here I'd be remiss to, you know, not say to you guys and kind of put out there, and I'm going to go ahead and say to you, and that is spoilers are going to follow. So if you have not seen Black Widow and you really care about spoilers, uh, 
you may want to pause this and go rent it on Disney Plus, watch it, and then come back and watch the replay. But if you're like me and really don't care about spoilers because you've got to get the whole emotion behind it, you've got to watch and see for yourself to get your take, stay along with me, okay? All right, here we go. So the Black Widow film is it's a couple of things. I mean, I... I really went into this not really expecting too much. And the reason why I wasn't expecting too much is because this is more of a flashback story, if you think about it. And when I say flashback, it's not a traditional flashback like you would in most shows. Like, you know, you usually have a character that narrates something and then all of a sudden, oh my goodness, you know, it's it's like almost like watching the old school black comedies or black urban movies. You know, it starts off and it'd be like, oh, you remember when I walked into the room and I said today wasn't going to be like any other day? Well, let me tell you how I got in this situation. You know, like how every BET or Lifetime movie starts, you know, and then it goes backwards and it goes forwards. Well, this movie starts off basically in 1995. And, you know, it's all before, you know, Natasha and the Avengers and all this other good stuff. So what I'm noticing is, is Marvel is giving us a backstory to hopefully try to tell us and give us more insight as to why the events of Avengers Endgame actually happened. Now, here's the deal. This movie takes place between Captain America Civil War and Infinity War. So let me catch you up a little bit. So if you watch Captain America Civil War, you know you had Team Iron Man, Team Cap, the fight at the Berlin Airport, Black Widow turned on Team Iron Man to help Captain America and Bucky get away. With that being said, okay, with that being said, now Natasha, a.k.a. the Black Widow, is on the run, okay? She's on the run. She's on the run from General Ross. Okay, which in violation of the Sokovian Accords. And, you know, we picked the film up at that point. But before everything started, they gave us a flashback to 1995 where we saw a young Natasha and a young Yelena as sleeper cell agents with two people posing as their parents, a.k.a. the Red Guardian, a.k.a. Melina who, if you're familiar with the comic books, would have been known as, I believe it's, she's called the Iron Maiden. <laughs> no, not that Iron Maiden, but anyway, you know, I sometimes my mind gets a little off track, so let's continue on. So, you know, we learn a couple of things. We learn that, you know, uh, Alexi, a.k.a. the Red Guardian, uh, he's a super soldier, much like uh, Steve Rogers. But there's a couple of things that's really evident from that flashback scene is that he's pretty freaking strong and that's that's very interesting when compared but you know the thing about it is is here goes the deal with um the super soldier formula whatever was used on alexi pretty much i'm not sure if there were any 
really ill effects, but we'll get to talking about Alexi a little bit further on in the conversation. And thank you. This is my old school. This is uh, Falcon Infinity War Civil War style T-shirt purchased off of Amazon. I don't get anything from it. I should start like an Amazon, you know, list or something. I know y'all love these shirts. I know, but it, it, I can't give up my secrets just yet. I know I promise. But anyway. Okay, so. Basically, the movie itself is explores not Natasha's origin story and kind of shows where she really, you know, wasn't into being a Russian spy. I mean, you know, and, and it's it's evident that's the basis of the character. But watching the movie as a whole, it answered some questions, but raised others. And, you know, even with the minor spoilers that I am going to give out, you know, it reminds me that, you know, I don't know if this movie was actually kind of forced through or pushed through just because they were looking for uh, more of a female centric thing or they wanted to, you know, have more uh, representation of women inside the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Because, you know, you got a lot of people that groaned and moaned when you had the girl power scene in Endgame. And I, I actually thought it was a pretty good scene. I had no issues with it. It was actually pretty fun seeing all those, you know, super heroines, you know, going on screen and doing bit, doing, you know, throwing down, putting the business down. But there are some people still living in the Stone Ages. We'll let it go of them. But it does raise a few questions after watching the whole story kind of go through. Because the whole basis of this is you've got Natasha on the run. Natasha trying to help her little sister, quote unquote. Okay. Taking down the covert organization that actually created her the red room okay and kind of clearing up something that um what's the best way fueled her with guilt for many many years and it had to do with we always get back to budapest right <laughs> okay you know we've heard about budapest all the way since the first avengers movie but that's okay that's okay. Let's go ahead. So the questions also raised through this is, and this is from watching and knowing the ultimate fate of Natasha, is where were the widows, the black widows, Red Guardian, Taskmaster, during Infinity War, Battle of Wakanda, and Endgame, if the purpose of this movie was Natasha uh, reconciling with her original family, you know, or whatever. I mean, okay, I can kind of see, you know, I, I could kind of see stuff kind of going crazy during um, during Infinity War. But, you know, there was enough cause. There was enough thing to try to unite people because we are facing a galactic invasion. You know, so so my, my, my thing is, is why weren't they called into the Battle of Wakanda? I know Wakanda was still a hidden nation at that point, to a point. All right. But they had opened up some things and everything. So it's, it's just something that felt off about that. OK, something felt completely off about that. But we'll 
We'll get to that. All right. And my question is, is and also with Endgame, did everybody that was introduced in this movie get snapped? Were they all gone during the snap when Natasha was running the Avengers per se? You know, she was able to get help from a genetically mutated raccoon. <laughs> all right. Before she could get her the 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 widows red guardian all that to help i mean i understand you know cold war you know things like that but it just seems like a little plot hole to me a little tiny plot hole all right now here's the thing you could tell that the film itself was out of sequence because of the pandemic now when i say out of sequence because of the pandemic this film was originally supposed to uh premiere last year in may or was it february it was it was supposed to come out in 2020 then uh no it was actually may because the pandemic hit around march people think stuff started shutting down so this was supposed to be may of 2020 with that being said there are a few elements in this that would have had more of a cliffhanger moment or dramatic um hold on to and would have had more of an emotional thing to the audience because of it being, uh, what's the best way for me to say it, put out in its proper sequence. I mean, we got WandaVision to deal with stuff after the snap. We ended up actually getting Spider-Man Far From Home, which dealt with a few things, but it still wasn't out of sequence because that was more of an epilogue to Phase 3 than a beginning of phase four because they really didn't touch a lot of phase four elements such as what happened to the avengers after that they hinted at it mysterious you know unavailable 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 you know the nick fury the spider-man bitch please you've been to space things like that so you know there's there's a little things for that but anyway you could tell it was out of sequence due to the pandemic. And the after credit scene, yes, there is an after credit scene in the movie. You can actually see it on YouTube. Um, and it didn't feel as shocking to me as it would have if I had seen this movie prior to WandaVision, uh, Falcon and the Winter Soldier, and Loki. Okay, not saying it has direct ties to any of those, but it does. Yeah, it does actually have a direct tie to some of this stuff. But, it, you know, the weight of it just seems, you know, it, it just felt like, okay, we got it. It is what it is. And we'll talk about the after credit scene just a little bit. All right. So. We got an introduction and it was pretty much hyped up of Taskmaster. Now, those of us who are familiar with the comic books, Taskmaster growing up was actually a throwaway character. But the cool part about Taskmaster is, is what they evolved that character into over time. And when they evolved that character in the comic books over time, it grew a bigger, bigger fan base. I mean, who doesn't like a villain with a skull mask? Raise your hand if you don't. Mm. Uh, you know, I, I mean, that's honestly, I mean, who doesn't like a villain that doesn't have that has a skull mask, right? Outside of the Red Skull, we could all agree we hate Red Skull. But 
who has photographic memory, photographically can copy any physical ability of any superhero, villain, athlete, or whatever. And knowing that we had this, the thing about it is, okay, we were expecting one thing, but we got something totally different. There's a big reveal about Taskmaster that really ties her, um, ties the Black Widow movie to everything, really. And, you know, to Black Widow's mental state, because that's what this whole movie is actually kind of tied into. Just not very, it's not very, it's not as well composed when it comes to, you know, as far as um, checking the mental state of Natasha, giving us insight to why she sacrificed herself on Vormir in Avengers Endgame. But it gave us a little bit. It gave us enough in passing. And I believe it felt, I felt the movie left a lot of Easter eggs to get theories, like I'm going to talk about at the end of this podcast, but also kind of say, okay, here goes your carrot. We're waiting for the, you're going to wait for the rest because you're going to watch all of my Marvel stuff. And that's the way Disney and Marvel are doing it. All right. But this Taskmaster is not the Taskmaster that comic book fans were looking for. Yes, they have the replicating, uh, the photographic memory reflex. But the thing about it is, uh, and it is a spoiler, is it's not exactly like the comic book. And we'll get you know, it is what it is. Now, let's get some heavy spoilers. All right. Heavy spoilers coming up right now. And it really has to deal with the um, after credit scene. The after credit scene basically takes place after Avengers Endgame. And so they bring us back to the current day. Yes, we see Natasha's younger sister, the Black Widow, which is cool. I, I like it, you know. Um Hey, actors can't play the same character forever, so they're going to have to find replacements. And pretty much the after credit scene um, basically reinforces this, that they're introducing new superheroes. They're introducing a new Avengers team. And here's the thing about it. This is either going to be what we called in the comic books, the Dark Avengers or the Thunderbolts. If you go back through the podcast, Go back on the YouTube channel. Look, I talked about the Thunderbolts are coming. The Thunderbolts are coming. Dark Avengers are coming. This movie really clears a lot of it. It is going to be either the Thunderbolts or the Dark Avengers. I am leaning more towards a Dark Avengers. And I am going to tell you why. Because here is my future prediction before I give you the final word on the Black Widow movie. Okay. Here's the reason why I say it's going to be a Dark Avengers or a Thunderbolts. Think about all the stuff that we've seen so far, even though we've seen it semi out of sequence. We've seen WandaVision get uh, Scarlet Witch uh, breaking off her romance with the Vision and finding out about her newfound powers, getting a little more confidence in it, reading the Darkhold and getting a more comic accurate costume and calling herself the Scarlet Witch. Yes, the old order changeth. Now, we also have the white vision, which is a vision devoid of the emotional ties to the previous team. He has all the memories, but none of the emotional ties. He is more synthetic than man. 
Okay, so he's more of an android. I mean, without the Mind Stone giving him his quote-unquote personality, he is more of a blank slate, more of a weapon to be point and shot at, even though he had the revelation at the end of WandaVision. All right? So, here's the deal. Then you go into Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Falcon and the Winter Soldier, after everything is all said and done, they introduce John Walker, who is known to all of us as U.S. Agent. He is now a super soldier, okay, who is currently in the employ of the Contessa, Valerie, Val. Don't call her Val, but this is her, okay? So, now... What I see us having is this. Scarlet Witch is actually off the table for the moment. The White Vision may have gone back over to S.W.O.R.D. to get some information or there may have been subroutine that would have put him in the employ or contact with Val. Even though there was no explanation of it, I am sure we will get to that soon. Next. Okay, so... With U.S. Agent on the table, we get to this, I'm going to say, we're not going to talk about Loki. Loki finishes up this Wednesday. I will do a synopsis of episode five, which was awesome, and episode six, which is the finale, and we'll see where it goes from there, see if my theories were correct, and see where we go from there. But now my theory for this is so. So now we have White Vision, U.S. Agent, and after the events of the Black Widow movie, we have Yelena, who will be the new Black Widow. Difference between Yelena and Natasha. Natasha was a spy. Yelena was an assassin. There's a big difference between the two, even though they were both trained inside of the Red Room. Now, look what I got here. I've got White Vision, U.S. Agent, and Yelena, I've got a powerhouse, a patriot, and a super Russian assassin. That's three Avengers right there. Now, we also seem to be getting Shang-Chi and the Ten Rings getting released, released this year. We also know that Emil Blonsky, the abomination, due to a slight show in the trailer will be making an appearance looking more like his comic book accurate form so now we have a hulk type and oh by the way tim roth is credited with being inside of shang chi and the legend of the ten rings and he's going to make an appearance in the upcoming she hulk series with mark ruffalo as the hulk hmm let's move on so now we have an abomination, a.k.a. a Hulk, a super spy, a patriot, and a synthesoid. Hmm. Okay. This seems pretty freaking awesome at this point. Right? Right? Let me throw this out there. We got Eternals releasing this year. What's to say that one of the Eternals does, you know, hey, we are now going to get involved. We've always not been involved, but now we're going to be involved. Hmm. Now we've got our God-type character like a Thor. Oh, it looks like we are building a darker, more, you know, rough Avengers team. 
<clears throat> so what is going to counteract this rough Avengers team? Well, we got Bucky. Well, we got Captain America now. Sam Wilson, Captain America. Scarlet Witch, to be determined. Doctor Strange. We don't know what's going to happen with him in Doctor Strange's Multiverse of Madness, nor do we know what's going to happen with Spider-Man. But we do know a couple of things. We know Chadwick Boseman is not going to be reprising a role in Black Panther 2, and, you know, that's tragic. But we do know that we will probably get another Black Panther out of this. But, by the way... We can replace Chadwick Boseman. I don't think they just made the announcement that they're going to do it yet. I think they're being very coy. I think they're being very careful, very strategic to find an actor that can do what they can do. So here goes the deal. Here's my theory. Here's my thing. Okay, so we've got this going on. Val is taking the place of a Norman Osborn. She is the anti-Nick Fury. You remember how Nick Fury was showing up in all the other movies as we're leading up to Avengers, gathering the team for his Avengers initiative? Why can't Val, who is a semi-polar opposite, a darker version of Nick Fury, more bureaucratic, more government, than Nick Fury was doing the same thing. Oh, and she could possibly be doing this in conjunction with Thunderbolt Ross because rumor control has it through the grapevine, a Red Hulk may show up. And we all know Red Hulk in the comic books was Thunderbolt Ross. Wow, man, I just blew your mind. And all of a sudden, let's throw this out there. We're getting the introduction of a lot of young Avengers. Ms. Marvel, okay, Eli Bradley, a.k.a. The Patriot, was introduced in Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Okay, so, mmm, Kid Loki. I'm not going to spoil my review of Episode 5 of Loki, but Kid Loki survived. Oh, my gosh. Oh, oh, is this, is this, is this going to be something just pow, pa-pang, boom, boom, boom? Are we going to get this? And, oh, by the way, we got an Armor Wars coming up. We got Ironheart getting introduced. War Machine still running around. You know Don Cheadle? Don Cheadle will do stuff. Hey, Don Cheadle will do MCU movies forever. Tell him I said that. And the reason why? Because if he could do Space Jam, he could do uh, as many Marvel movies as War Machine as possible. But he's got a Disney Plus series coming up. Armor Wars. Oh, and we got a Secret Invasion Disney Plus series coming out. Why? Because you're doing a World of Wakanda. The rumor control is World of Wakanda, which is Black Panther 2, okay, is going to have a conflict between Wakanda and Atlantis. I'm telling you, this is where they're going to kill off Black Panther, replace him with Shuri, and oh, by the way, we're going to find out the Black Panther that dies was a scroll. Oh! That theory, that theory's crazy. They may change it once Marvel hears this. So send this at Marvel. You know, when you retweet this on Twitter, tag Marvel and tell them, hey, this guy might know what your guys are doing. Put a gag on her. Quick, 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 quick. But I digress. Let me calm down. <laughs> Let me breathe. This is supposed to be a review about Black Widow. Ah. <laughs> <sighs> I hope y'all enjoying me vibing like this. This is just something else. But the bottom line, 
my future prediction is is we're going to get a dark avengers things are going to be the darkest before the dawn we're going to get replacements for the big three your iron mans your thors thor will be around chris helmsworth he'll do it he He's the man. But anyway, Chris Evans, you know, we're going to get an alternate version of Captain America somewhere. You know, they dropped the trailer for What If. So stories can go anywhere now. All right. But they're going to keep everything contained. And eventually, at some point, they're going to cut it off, start over from the beginning with new actors, which they should, and continue to make this money. All right. That is, that, that, that's the whole reason you, you introduce a multiverse. You know, that, that, that's why you do that. But anyway, let's talk. Let's finish up about Black Widow. Let you go so I can finish my adult beverage. I'm almost done. And you could guys leave comments and all that good stuff. But bottom line, overall, the Black Widow movie, despite its flaws, is full of action. It's got um, it was good. And I, I really feel it should have happened a lot sooner. It really should have uh, been premiered before any of the Disney Plus series. It really feels like an afterthought um, for, you know, for this to be Scarlett Johansson's last appearance as the Black Widow in the MCU. But it was the best way to introduce her MCU replacement. I did like um, uh, Miss Pugh's uh, portrayal of Yelena. Now, what do I give it? What do I give it? A lot of people would say, oh, no, it's low on the total pole because it didn't have this, it didn't have that. Oh, it should be high because of this and this. I'll be honest with you. I enjoyed it. It was great to get out the house. It was great to go to Alamo Draft House, my favorite movie theater. It is not a plug. It is not a shameless plug. And they're not paying me to say or endorse them. But I will say I enjoyed going there, having my hot wings, my sugar-free Red Bull, uh, my wife loved her chocolate chip cookies, and being able to recline back in a movie seat in a clean, actually not super crowded theater was awesome, okay? But, it, you know, here goes the thing. Four out of five on the Going Full Nerd scale. Check it out. Skip IMAX and all that stuff. You know, if you got, you know, my thing is, I like the fact that they did release it simultaneously on Disney Plus. It kept the crowd in the theater down. For people like me who just wanted to get out the house and like to be in a movie theater, that was awesome. And it helps, really helps a lot if you go to a movie theater that's clean and well-kept. And that's where we were. So that was a real good thing. You know, action-packed, fun to watch. Um... And really, because if you're like me, you like to try to figure out where the MCU is going and doing my theories change. This is something that, you know, really made it for me. I mean, many people feel superhero films should be dark, gritty, graphically violent. But, you know, this film, yeah, PG-13 rating, so we could get more of a crowd in there. I mean, there's a little couple of talks in there where I'm like, kids, eh, young kids wouldn't understand it, or it may be a little too much for them. You know, like how they explained a hysterectomy <laughs> in the movie. It was kind of funny, you know, but the thing about it is this. Hey, I, no regrets. Go. Have fun. Just don't overthink it. So that's what your boy thinks about Black Widow. Check it out. Whichever way you do it. Movie theater, Disney Plus, alternate means. Just remember, alternate means doesn't get the people who made the movie paid. 
All right, so use that carefully. Just saying. Just saying. We got to keep these people getting paid so that, you know, we can continue to get movies of good special effects quality. You know, I'm just saying. Uh, you know, movie theaters got to pay for these movies to be shown in their theaters. They get a portion of the ticket sale prices, but the rest of it goes to the studio. So the studio can, you know, cover the bills for the actors. But, you know, I will put that out there. I'm not a, you know, SAG Guild actor, but, you know, if the MCU comes calling, I'm available. You know, I can't do my own stunts because my back is jacked up. You know, I got to get that checked out. I walk with a slight limp. It's not a pimp walk. It's a slight limp. But, you know, I will put it out there. Hey, Disney, I'm available. I'll even cut back the use of the foul language. Unless you want to put me in an R-rated blade flick or something. Let me be. Let me go toe-to-toe with blade or something. You know, be like, mother, ah, you know, something like that. You know, work with me. Work with me. But anyway, hey, everybody, thanks for joining in. Thanks for checking it out. Shout out to channel members, you know, Thomas, Omar, glad to see you guys. Low Cuts, always good to see you in here. One of the OG channel subscribers from the beginning. Ron, what's up? Big Daddy Ron in here. Love it, love it, love it. Hey, Remember, like, share, subscribe, send it to your friends. Check out the pinned comment. We're doing the donations for Children's Miracle Network Hospitals, specifically Children's National Medical Center in Washington, D.C. Remember, November 6th is the day I sit and play video games for eight hours just talking to all of you. I'll even open up the phone lines on that day. And last but not least, if you can't say anything nice about anyone, don't say it. Send it to me. Let me say it. I'll say it for you. Anyway, funky outro music. I'm still fly. Peace, y'all. And I'm out of here. Everybody's smoking all the greenery. Close the match because they were handed down to me. But I'm still fly. I'm still fly. I know. I'm still fly, I'm still fly, let's go. Hey, thanks everybody, I appreciate you guys. You know, here's the cool stuff. Here's the cool stuff. Yo, we got Space Jam dropping next week. I still got to drop a review for the Tomorrow War. Yeah, man, I got too much stuff to watch. Too much. And if you made it to the end of the video and you're brand new, right over here, there will be a little button to click to subscribe. I really need more subscribers. I'm trying to get verified with the check mark. So the only way I can do that is like 50,000 or so subscribers. Can you please do that for me? Make sure your friends, your mom, your uncle, your cousin, that little dude down the street, get them to subscribe. They'll enjoy it. It's all good. Time to ride it out. It's my time. Oh, cheers to all the haters, cause you proved to me yeah. that rising to the top.